two verses to read to you. And I'm not going to do that immediately. But I just want to share a few notes that I jotted down. And we're talking about moving past forgiveness. How many of you have to move past some forgiveness? That means you've forgiven and you're ready to go on and do more for the kingdom of God and use you, do something with your life. I'll give you a fact. You know, this is a good example. The Civil War. Y'all ever read history? Or you ever... I was... Uh, I had several credits in history. And I had a teacher named Mr. Clark in high school. Anybody have Mr. Clark in high school? I don't think so. Anyway, he, he talked real gently and calm. And he would write on the board names, dates of events, and places. And we had to memorize that for the test. I thought it was kind of boring in a way. He would talk about it. We'd read out of the book. And if somebody would act up, he'd shout. He, he was like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. You know, he would shout, and everybody would get real quiet, still, and they'd look at him. And then he'd go back. Now in 1876, you know, he'd write on the board some more. It, it was entertaining. But you know what? He made me memorize a lot of things. And I went and took the college level examination program test, and I tested out of six, hour, six hours of college history. And so I, that meant I could advance on to some other classes. I tested out of about a semester of classes, thank goodness for a good memory. That's all I can say. I tested out of college algebra, and I didn't even remember what I learned in algebra in the ninth grade. But they thought I learned something. Anyway. But uh, the Civil War, that was a war between the states. They call it the North and the South. And the thing about it is, uh, it was the most, I would say, costly war in a way. The number of troops who died and the damage done to the infrastructure of our country was horrendous. Uh, we had people on both sides of the, of the line that some were family members that fought for the North and some family members fought for the South. But here's a quote by William Plum, a te telegrapher and a lawyer and a horticulturalist. He said, the Civil War produced 970,000 casualties which at that time, that was 3% of the total population, including approximately 620,000 soldiers who died. And the interesting part was 70% of those died from disease out in the battlefield. So... You never think about that, that you just think they died from getting shots or something. But a big portion of them were out in the weather and, and you know, and with the diseases and the sicknesses and the, the shooting and people getting hurt and killed. Uh, there was, you know, a lot of disease that went around. Here's fact number two. The difference in the Civil War 
was that brother fought against brother as they disagreed about states' rights. That was one thing. About slavery, that was another thing. And about business enterprise. So it was a lot of different things that they disagreed about. In fact, number three, the North had President Lincoln and Grant, Ulysses S. Grant, as a general. And the South had President Jefferson Davis and General Beauregard. Of course, they had General Lee also. You know, it was unique because when the war wound down, General Lee was going by and he saw one of the Union soldiers. And he was really a pretty nice, gentle, spirited man. And uh, he, he stopped and he told that soldier, he said, Son, I hope that you get well soon. So, you know, there was a lot of thoughts during the midst of all this. And Lincoln pardoned a long list, and I thought you would be interested about this, a long list of people who lived in Missouri that were actually had fought for the South. He said to somebody, said, well, why pardon them? He said, well, the war is nearly over, and the day for generosity and kindness has come. He was willing to forgive. Now, if you studied anything about, you know, the fact that Lincoln, you ought, you ought to go back and rent a movie or get a book about Lincoln and his life and assassination. I wrote a term paper about Abraham Lincoln in the eighth grade. I don't remember, it was like ten pages long. I read a book on Lincoln about that thick. But uh, Abraham Lincoln, it wasn't just about slavery. It was about money. And so, you know, that's the main reason he got assassinated. He came out with the greenbacks, and I won't get into all that right now, but uh, they didn't like his money system that he was coming out with. But it was something. Uh, but after the Civil War and time had gone on, there was a move of God. How many of you know that when there's trouble and events that happen, then you will have uh, a time of, of the move of God? And thank you, Brother Randy, for leading worship tonight. I enjoyed that. Uh, that song's still going over and over in my mind. You know, about I'm living to worship Him. That's awesome. I'll probably wake up singing that song in the morning. But uh, there was a preacher named D.L. Moody. Y'all ever read about him? Yeah. Well, see, he started to preach revivals, and he preached services in these revivals. Like, he would preach ten nights in a row. And he would preach out of two scriptures, two verses. And I want to read those verses to you tonight. Since Pastor Ken has the flu, along with his wife Stephanie, a lot of people have the flu, he couldn't be here tonight, so I'll be my own reader. How about that? But verse 16 and 17 of the chapter uh, 3 
of the book of John. I see John sitting on the second row. Anyway, John 3, 16 and 17. And it says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. And if you've been enjoying Zach's teaching, he's made it clear that many people uh, that were involved in Arianism such, and there was such a, a struggle right in the early centuries to try to figure out what uh, Christians should believe. And, uh, and it was a lot of it was deception and, and wrong thinking, wrong belief systems. We still have that around today. I mean, I won't name them, but there are groups that are very well known for their works today, and they believe that Jesus was Michael the archangel that came down to become the Son of God on earth. That's part of that belief system that he, he was telling you that they had to deal with back in those early centuries. Well, Jesus is not an angel. Actually, he became lower than the angels for a time and walked among men so he, he could represent us. Yet angels look into salvation wish they could know more of that themselves. You know. But anyway, John 3, 16, 17, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. You know, when people don't believe, you know, we go ahead and preach the cross anyway. What Paul write, Romans and 1 Corinthians, he said, the preaching of the cross to those who are perishing is foolishness, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. So, you know, the only way to get to God, the Father, is through Jesus Christ, the Son, and the forgiveness that you get because of what he did on the cross. He died in your place and my place so that we could receive salvation. We could receive the forgiveness of our sins. You know, if you don't have any way to get forgiveness, what a load you're going to carry on your shoulders and upon your heart. God wants you to walk in forgiveness in the salvation of Jesus. Anyway, D.L. Moody, he would preach those ten nights, and he would break these two verses up into ten different topics. Like night one was God. That's where he started. He preached about God. The second night, he would preach so loved. He would preach about the love of God. Then the third night, he would move on to the world. What is the world and what is it about? And then the fourth night, he would preach that he gave. He broke that two verses into ten different messages. That's really interesting, isn't it? He was a very powerful preacher. I'll never forget the story. This is a sidebar about Dion Moody, how he went and was preaching in a community, and he 
was out with the pastor and they were going around and he saw this man in a field out in the middle of the field by himself with a garden hole. You guys ever hole with the garden hole? You hold the weeds out of a garden with it? Well, he saw him out there just digging a hole and there was no crops or anything there. He was just digging. And he said, Pastor, what, what's he doing? He said, oh, he's, he's a case. And so he, he decided, well, we need to go talk to him. And they went and talked to him. He said, hey, don't you know Jesus loves you? What are you doing out there? And the pastor told him the story. He said, when he was a younger man, he got mad at God. And the preacher that night was preaching from Matthew 6 and 33, where seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Well, he felt like he was being gypped, that God didn't really love him. So he went outside. He got mad. He left the the little church building, went outside, and he shook his fist at God and said, Leave me alone! And he left and never went back to church. Well, that verse was just eating at him. And so they went by, and they said, Well, he's just like a nut now. He's just out there hoeing, no purpose. So D.L. Moody came back a couple years later and he says, whatever happened to that man that was out there hoeing in the field? He said, oh, he's, he's not doing so hot. He just sits on the porch now. He said, let's go talk to him. And so they whipped in there. and I don't know if they were riding in an in a early car or what. But anyway, they went in there, or maybe on horses, I don't know, or horse-drawn carriage. But they went in there and, there he was on the porch, rocking. And D.L. Moody said, Hey, I'm D.L. Moody. I, I'm an evangelist. I'd like to meet you and talk to you. And the guy didn't pay no attention. He just rocked. Just rocked. Over and over. And he said, Hey, you know God loves you. All you got to do is pray and ask him to forgive you of your sins and invite him into your heart. He pleaded with him everything he could until he didn't have anything else that he could say to him. And the guy was just rocking. And all of a sudden, he stopped. And D.L. Moody stopped talking to him. And he turned and looked at him. He said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And he just turned back and started rocking again. So he had told God, Leave me alone. <laughs> But he was still tormented by the word of God. He couldn't get away from God. But he just, he had hardened his heart. It was a very sad situation. You know, the, it takes the love of God and it takes patience with people. And you got to forgive. And hopefully they will learn to forgive too. But... That ver those verses are very powerful. You know, he gave his only begotten son. He loved the world so that we could receive our forgiveness. Well, here's another fact. 
if I can read it, because I wasn't, I was just jotting down notes. I was kind of in a hurry, and I jotted down notes, and I can't read my own writing half the time. I don't know about you guys. And, you know, it looks like chicken scratch, doesn't it there, Randy? I doubt if you could read it. If you can read that, you can learn a second and third language easily. But anyway, Lincoln vowed to, well, actually, it was General Sherman along with Lincoln. They vowed to give every black man, every black family, after Civil War, 40 acres and a mule. He wanted them all to have something when the war was over. But then, after Lincoln was assassinated, we had Andrew Johnson. I'm, I'm teaching a little history along the way. And Andrew Johnson was the vice president who became the president. And he was, of course, kind of twisted by the rich people. And so after that, the assassination of Lincoln, then what they did is they did away and annulled that decision. And you'll understand why there's so much enmity between races throughout the decades because they were promised something. President Lincoln was an awesome man and he believed in God. And then General Sherman wanted every family that suffered from that circumstance of slavery to have something. But the plantation owners and the... I'm not trying to make anybody angry tonight. I'm just showing you something. That they, they renounced it. They annulled that decision. You know, it did it put black families out in the street with nowhere to go, no property, no money, and a lot of times no jobs. So guess what they had to do? They had to go back to the plantations, a lot of them, and go back to work. So all those soldiers died, and yet it took a hundred more years when the civil rights took place. See, I lived through the civil rights. I was born in 1958. How many of y'all were, were alive in the 60s? Yeah, there's a few. Then you might remember. I remember when schools were segregated and then they integrated. Happened when I was in the fourth grade. I don't know. Y'all know Bishop Ronnie Webb? Well, his cousin, Wardell, was my good buddy. And we played basketball together on the playground. And David was there too. Ronnie's brother and you know they played basketball with me see I was not taught to be prejudiced when I was a child and so it didn't matter to me what anybody's color was I had a good time Wardell was a good shot too I liked having him on my team but you see that, that was a time period of turmoil when uh, John F. Kennedy was assassinated, he was for civil rights. He was big behind making sure things happened 
and then he was assassinated. And guess what he was involved in? He was involved in the money circumstance. See, there's a lot of evil people in the system. He had already printed silverback dollars, silver certificate dollars, and had them waiting to be distributed when they assassinated him. And so there's a lot of things. And then Robert Kennedy was assassinated. And then Martin Luther King was assassinated, Martin Luther King Jr. And so, you know, it, it, was, a, it was a tumultuous time that we lived in. And you know what? Children, if they got it wrong, it's because they had bad role models before them. I wasn't taught to hate. I wasn't taught by my family to hate anybody. I love my friends. And, you know, it didn't bother me if they were black, white, or red, or yellow. You know, whatever color. You know, I got along with everybody. That's because I was raised in a Christian home that wasn't prejudiced. So you have to forgive there's a lot of those people have to be forgiven. And, uh, you know, we've outlived a lot of it. You know, that you think it was bad just here recently. It was bad when I was a kid. I mean, it was terrible times. And we're, we're learning now, but it's important for us to understand and realize, hey, Jesus was born for God so loved the world because... He had an only begotten son that could come and be born into this world to be our Lord and Savior so that we could live free lives. Amen? So that's your history lesson for tonight. I didn't even make any notes. Can you believe it? So I want you to get that tonight. I'm sorry if you feel gypped. But this isn't a movie house where you have to pay admission to get in. You give because God <laughs> wants you to give. But, you know, it's, it's something. I enjoyed that worship so much. And, uh, you know, Sunday is Christmas. Make sure that you go and spend time with somebody, family. You going to spend time with family, Clifford? You're going to go with Randy? Oh, okay. Well, I hope they are cooking something good. Were you cooking ham or turkey or what? Something? You're not cooking. Your wife is. You like to? Okay. What are y'all doing for Christmas? We're having ours on Friday night. We're going to have tacos and hot wings. We're not doing a traditional Christmas dinner. That's because... My kids, are they got spouses and families, and man, Sean's got like grandparents on both sides, and they got a gathering every day and night, and so we had to switch ours to the 23rd. That's all right. I like Friday night, and we can enjoy ourselves, and, and we got presents for our grandkids. It's going to be fun to watch them, I tell you. I love to see the smile on those kids' faces. How many of y'all are getting together with somebody, family or somebody? Amen? Good deal.
All right, well, stand to your feet. I told you it wasn't going to be a long message. But we need to 